the first three hours of my day is just me trying to work while my daughters uh, harass me. How do they harass you? Also, second grade math is fucking hard. (laughs) (laughs) I do not understand it. Welcome to another episode of Pajiba, the Pajiba Television Podcast. Uh, I'm Pajiba contributor Dan Hamamura. With me, as always, are Pajiba TV editor Tori Preston. Hello. Hello. Congratulations, Tori. Congratulations, Dan. Thank you. And Pajiba Grand Marshal Dustin Rolls. Thank you, Dan. You're welcome. <laughs> You're <That's>... welcome. <laughs> Uh, I don't like that Dustin has taken to saying you're welcome as if his presence is, uh, you know, a gift to us. Not that it isn't, but, you know, I just don't like the attitude. I think Mm. that we should really just appreciate the fact that he's being so magnanimous about it. That's true. Uh, Yeah, yeah, I apologize. I withdraw my my complaint, Dustin. Um, uh, It's week two of... Quarantine? Is that right? Is it? This is day 15 for me. Okay. So it's the start of week three? Um, wait, wait, day four, no, uh, day 16. My, uh, my Time. local supermarket still does not have toilet paper. Uh, no? And, uh, no, I mean, I'm fine. Like, I don't, I'm not running out, but I go and check when I go, you know, just yeah, to, yeah. just to see. And, uh, I don't know, maybe it's just the time I go, but they're, uh, they keep selling out. So we'll wow. see. We'll see what happens in like two weeks. When you know what's ironic? My supermarket, uh, I, I, this morning I went at, Monday morning, 7 a.m., it was pouring rain, and I thought, you know what? Nobody's going to go right now. And Monday morning at 7 a.m. in the pouring rain. And I went, and everybody thought, nobody's going to go at Monday morning, <laughs> 7 a.m. in the pouring rain. Isn't that like uh, for when the elderly are allowed to go, or do you guys not have but those They hours? do 6 to 7 from Tuesday to oh. Thursday. But oh, here's okay. the thing, and, and, and why I bring this up, is because the one thing that I can't find now is... Annie's mac and cheese. Oh. oh. I went today at seven. I got the very last box, and um, <laughs> in the cart, it got smashed, so there was like a hole in the box, and then it went to the oh. register, and they were like, you want us to get you another one? I was like, you know what? There's not another one, so you know what? I'm just going to keep that. <laughs> just, oh. just put a bag around it. We'll, 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 we'll hang on We'll to make it. it work. We'll make it yeah. work. Yeah. So I'm really impressed that you guys are still going grocery shopping because I have, I haven't gone to the store in like two weeks and I'm at the point where I'm, I'm starting and I don't need to go to the store. Like I bought enough stuff. We had enough stuff. I'm, I can, we're fine, mm-hmm. but I'm starting to just try and come up with excuses like, oh man, I'm down to like three sticks of butter. Maybe I need to go get butter. <laughs> or like, I only have a dozen eggs. Like, I might right. need to. And like, I don't need to go. But I'm just, mm-hmm. it's like that level of stir crazy where like, right. uh, I just need to like start the car and sit in it. <laughs> I don't know, man. Like, so that's going to be interesting because I have a feeling my husband is not going to let me leave, even uh. when we actually need food. <laughs> We have a ton of. Well, food, part of the problem is that still have yeah, to I don't want to. I don't want to like run down to nothing. Right. I don't know if that's a. If that's the, maybe this is the wrong uh, attitude about it, but I feel like you know I should, while things are you know 
not great, but I can yeah. still go to like the the market, which is only like a half mile away. Then I right. can you know limit relatively limit my exposure while still making sure that I'm not running out of everything. Yeah. But I don't yeah, know. I'm still buying like a ton of groceries every week, I and mean, we just have a ton of food in the house, and that's okay. I feel okay you with that. You have, have bigger family. You have a lot of we people. We have three kids, and 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 as I mentioned. My wife got 50 pounds of flour on Saturday, which was, like, amazing. And 25 pounds of sugar. <laughs> what, what are you going to do with 50 pounds of flour? She is making bread, and she's making cakes, and she made an apple galette over the weekend, and she's making pancakes. <laughs> it's amazing. <laughs> she's all carbs all the time. She loves, yeah, that's right. <laughs> she likes to bake, and I love to eat the baking. Oh, man. I just make casseroles. Oh my god! <laughs> just, I've all done is eat pasta. You're an old lady. You ate casseroles. I was casseroles? such an old lady. What tuna casseroles? I, make, I love cas. I just love pasta, but I like big things of pasta that I can bake and then eat for like two to three days. But like uh, a yeah. casserole, isn't it? You like mix like tuna or pasta with like a can of soup. Is that how it works? Yeah. That's I'm a not, casserole. That's a I'm not way really to do a it. casserole person. <laughs> Sometimes it's just, you know, like a, it's essentially mac and cheese with some something else uh, in it. Mm-hmm. I feel like casserole is like the poor person's quiche, which is I appreciate. Yeah. I mean it is. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I hate quiche, but I like a good casserole, but I, I, I um, just don't know how to make them. It's really easy. You make pasta all the time. You're all you have to do is take the pasta that you're making and bake it. <laughs> and a can of soup. And like a Yeah, cheese. sometimes you add soup. Okay. Yeah, so we went to the store and they were having like, you know, Campbell's soup. It was like four for a dollar. And so we ended up getting like four cans of cream of mushroom soup. And I'm like, oh, God, you, that's that not good. a soup that you eat. You only put no. it in other yes. things. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah, I've never actually had that as soup. Yeah. Uh no. I've used it as, yeah, either in a casserole or like as a gravy base, kind of. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. You can build up a yeah. gravy or a sauce mm-hmm. from it or maybe add it to a soup or something. But yeah, it's basically, it's in green bean casserole or tuna noodle casserole or, you know. The very first dish I ever learned to make in my life was in college. I had my TA over and I made chicken and then the mushroom soup with cheese. It was like a cheesy chicken thing. Mm-hmm. And then... He brought pot, and I didn't smoke pot, and then he got the toilet paper roll and turned it into a bong, and I was like, this guy is amazing, and he's my teacher. <laughs> when you said you had your TA over, I thought you were going to tell a story of how you were trying to seduce your TA. No, yeah. no. Um, a few years later, he tracked me down, true story, and he's like emailing me, and like, and I, this guy, like I hero worshipped. And then he was like sort of pathetic and like, hey, how's it going? And wanted to be my friend and want a job. And I was like, what? What is going on? Aww. <laughs> well, you know, he has, he's, you know, he has skills. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Could have asked yeah. him for another toilet paper bong. He wrote poems about <laughs> uh, Muppets, as I recall. But I thought they were the coolest thing in college. Yeah, everyone thinks other, yeah, poetry is cool in college. Yeah. God damn it. <laughs> oh, man. Um, I took poetry classes. It was... Oh, no. Oh. Oh, yeah. Oh, I, yeah. I, had, I had a professor who was literally editing a book of cat poetry. Oh, no. Oh, God. Oh, no. And she was 
like when she was exactly what you would imagine a cat poetry book editor would be like. Mm. <laughs> oh, it was awkward. <sighs> anyway. Anyway. Um, so television. Sure. Uh, wait, what are yeah, you drinking? We talk then? a little bit about television, but you know we haven't talked. Nobody said what they're drinking yet. Um, <laughs> it's the yeah, shoot. You know, this, the is, shit this is a TV of, podcast, yeah, so right. we're gonna no, we're gonna we're, we'll talk about TV. But this is kind of a we're gonna we're relaxing the rules tonight. <laughs> yeah, Only we're breaking tonight. format. Yeah, because there's a pandemic. because we we have a we have a rigid schedule that we normally stick to. Uh, I'm drinking Maui Blanc. It's a pineapple wine. From Maui. Jesus Christ, Dan. <laughs> it has a <laughs> screw top, so it fits my yeah, yeah. Uh, my uh, requirements for wine. It's fine. Is know. is it better or worse than the coconut sake? Oh, it's much better. That was disgusting. Like that was uh, that was a real. Was that last week or was that two weeks ago? Because I don't know. Time was is not good. Yeah. But anyway, pineapple. Um, the episode that I drank that was not. It was not. It did not end well. Um, <laughs> it ended very well for us. It ended great. <laughs> um, Tori, what about you? Our host is um, drunk. <laughs> <laughs> it made us look good. Um, I'm. I'm just drinking more of that bourbon, like with the maple. Okay. I just, you yeah. know, I have limited. She's been nonstop. Gone to the store with a straw true. ever since last Monday. Just like going out. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's all going in my uh, Pajiba mug because I can never tell how much is in it. Yeah, that was one uh, one mistake or or feature of the mug is that you can't tell how much you're drinking. Yeah, I I appreciate the mystery. It's like Westworld only in my hand. <laughs> I uh, went with my favorite thing, which is a Pinot Grigio, because I'm just like fuck it, and I know what's going to happen is I'm going to be half. Uh, finish this entire bottle halfway through the podcast because I love it. But that's okay. It's called Stella and it has a woman on a moped going through Europe. <laughs> I love it. You, your wine selections are I am what they call so. a yeah. girl drink drunk. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Uh, well, while Dustin gets girl drink drunk, uh, we do have to ask him this very important question. I have not. Uh, it's time for oh, you have Dustin. To let us ask the question. You're ruining the uh, segment. Uh, you know, I know sorry. it's a loose show today, but come on, like, all right. I gotta, I gotta get get the get the energy back. Okay, <laughs> it's time for our our relatively new segment. Dustin, did you do your homework? And so, Dustin, did you do your homework? I did not. Now, Justin, did you do your homework? <laughs> Apparently, you cannot be bothered to watch Star Trek. Um, so One day. I don't even know. Instead, uh, yeah. I watched the Pete Davidson coming-of-age film on Hulu. It's very good. Watch it. Not a TV show. I would like no. to hear your thoughts on it compared to Star Trek First Contact, <laughs> which is a film starring Patrick Stewart. Mm-hmm. And I think it would James be a Cromwell. lot better if it starred Pete Davidson. I what well, I mean, every look. Star Trek is the Pete kind of Davidson. Maybe you can answer this, Dan. I mean, I really like okay. Pete Davidson, and I don't understand why. Why do I like Pete Davidson? Uh, well, I think his appeal as a comedian is that he he he's very clearly um, 
I don't know, troubled. Um, and there's something like, like I could kind of see a, not, not pity in like a pejorative way, but like there's something where you're kind of like, I kind of feel bad for him. Mm-hmm. And yeah. that, that like enhances the, especially because his comedy is often pretty self-deprecating. Um, he he, but, he makes yeah, you very, want to root for him for some reason. Yeah. He also I think it's that very aware and upfront about it. So it's not one right. of those things where you're watching him perform and you're kind of like, oh, it's like really awkward because it's like right. he's got some problems. It's like, no, it's all about his problems and he yeah. like owns it so much that, yeah. yeah. I really, really feel like he and Kevin Smith should like do a podcast together and that it would be, it would be six hours of rambling every single day. <laughs> But there would be some magic in it. And you get a good editor and you get it down to like 30 minutes. It would be the best podcast in America. Mm-hmm. I mean, I still like his like friendship with Mulaney or whatever. Like, I think I like yeah. Davidson when he's bouncing off of someone else. Like, even him and Jost. It's like, I like him in those segments on Weekend Update. Because it's like, I just like him bouncing off of a... Of a, I did know. too, but then to find out that yeah. he like you know doesn't like it when they make fun of him, and we always thought he was in on the joke, and then maybe yeah. he doesn't love Colin Jost. Well, I don't like I Colin Jost's relationship does. with Pete Davidson is like the only thing I like about Colin Jost. Yeah. <laughs> oh, and his relationship. Except that I always kind of read those segments as being, I mean, what I liked, even I, I sort of assumed because it's always him giving Jost shit. Right, because of the yeah, Staten yeah. Island connection, and I always, I was always like, it would be great if that's not like banter. Like he really does hate Colin. <laughs> <laughs> we should talk about that someday. Because Colin Jost, for all of his faults, takes shit better than anyone, and he just takes no. There, there's it all a the time. there's something there's something about uh, I know you know people love to hate Colin Jost, but and that's I think he, that he, that's yeah. That's his. That's what he's good at. I mean, comedically. And if you if you see him in interviews, or for example, like there was a segment on Seth Meyers where they they did um, they do a recurring bit where they I think it's called like cut for time theater or something. They, yeah, they, second they chance bring theater. back old sketches. Yeah, yeah, second chance theater. And they did one earlier this year that Colin Jost wrote uh, or co-wrote. So he was there um, to talk about it in the segment after, where they're like talking about like, oh, here's what we thought and here's what we were trying to do and blah blah blah. Um, and you know, when you hear him out of context, like outside of when he's performing, he's a smart comedy writer. Like he's not, um, like he, like he's a normal, he's like a relatively normal comedy writer outside of the context of when he's performing. And then when he's performing is when he comes off as, you know, more smarmy and that, that guy that you love to hate. Um, so I actually have more respect for him as a performer than I thought I would, um, well, and he's got or that book coming out where he's like playing right into it. What's it called? The most punchable face in America or something? Uh, oh, I don't know. I didn't even know that. Oh yeah, he's got a book coming out. It used people used to be talking about it, but then we had this pandemic. A very punchable face by Colin Jost. Is he quoting you? <laughs> does, he owe, does he owe us royalties? <laughs> <laughs> We should oh, it's, probably it's, have producer Seth look into that. It's we should out have producer June. Seth look into that. I think he, he must have had it, he must have pushed it. I think it was coming out in April first. Why are they pushing books? We need the books. I was looking forward to this. Because you can't go to a store to buy them. Yeah, how are you Nobody gonna get a book? Nobody goes to the store. 
We get them on Dustin. Amazon. No, no, no. We no. love local bookstores. Oh, yeah. Sorry. Don't grumble. <laughs> no, no. I, I get. I listen. And to Amazon is Amazon is busy pushing back uh, uh, ship dates for anything that's not like you know, uh, toilet paper and uh, uh, alcohol wipes. Yeah. I yeah yeah. They sent me six uh, jars of Nutella the other day, so I was like, cool. <laughs> when it, whenever something pops into our head, we just order it. It's amazing. <laughs> Uh, I mean, yeah. Do you disinfect anyway. it? <laughs> yeah, we do. And we, I feel like at some point we're going to have to like reckon with the fact that we need to be paying delivery drivers like twice as much. Yes. Mm-hmm. And we can take all that money out of the CEO, uh, Jeff Bezos' pocket and the CEOs, you know, whatever. But those people need to be paid God's money. Yeah. Also nurses. <laughs> yes. <laughs> sure, sure. That too. And teachers. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I, I particularly appreciate them now. Yeah. <laughs> the first three hours of my day is just me trying to work while my daughters uh, harass me. How do they harass you? Also, second grade math is fucking hard. <laughs> <laughs> I do not understand it. They Is do it things. Division? No, 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 no. They just do things in a different way than we do. Than Is we it ever because did. of like Common Core or that? Kind I of think stuff? it's Common. It's, they just learn it in different ways, and it's so insane, and it's not user friendly. And I and I'm like, what is going on? And my daughters ask me to come help them and then they end up explaining to me what is going on. <laughs> oh, 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 I see. Okay, okay. So they're using the Socratic method. You can just right, ask right. questions mm-hmm. and they, yeah. It's a, it's a very weird system. I mean, and then I get it and they want, they want kids now to think about math, like think about how to solve a problem in like 10 different ways instead of like the one way that we figured it right. out. Right. Mm-hmm. And it's smart. It just, it takes me a while because I only know the one way and not the nine other ways. But are they, like, real talk, are they just doing, like, long division? No, no, they're doing, like, just, like, addition and subtraction. But when they do, like, 420 plus 67, they're like, you have to take the 67 and you have to turn it into, like, a three and a 64 and then add it to this and that. And like, what the fuck is going on? So it's all done on getting... apps now. <laughs> okay. It's addition. <laughs> I know, I know, I know. Oh, man. <clears throat> all right, so TV. Yeah, we'll talk about TV <laughs> at some point. Um Oh, Tori, I did watch, uh, even though Dustin did not do his homework, I did watch two episodes of Castlevania. <gasps> What'd you think? Uh, you hated it. God damn it. I don't know. It just, not a lot happened. So I, I was kind of... Um, oh, wait, are you, you're on season one. I'm on season one. So I, but, but in a four-episode season, the first two episodes was just set up. Yeah, it's a really complex story, Dan. <laughs> There's like a isn't he supposed to be fighting vampires? It's the Belmonts no. fight vampires. Oh my god. And then that's what happens. No, oh my god. No. So Trevor Belmont's <laughs> oh <my> family 
<laughs> is gone, and he's like a wandering vagrant who no one, right. and he's not supposed to exist. No, there's so yeah. much more. Where's then, Simon? I remember no. the games back in the NES when it was Simon Belmont, and you go into the castle and you whip stuff. No, it's not. And then the like whip bats comes. fly the whip at comes, you, but it's Trevor. And, then... and Alucard shows up. Do you remember him right. in the games? Uh, that was from Symphony of the Night, if I remember correctly, right? Yeah. He's the one who becomes a good guy. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but, but I did like the uh, the opening and the setup of making. Uh, Making the vampire like making you feel bad for him, you're like, oh yeah, humans are terrible. Maybe maybe they do deserve this uh, this this plague that's upon them. Yeah, but it's monsters and not viruses. Well, the, yeah, um, there's a whole like theme in it where it's like, so the Belmonts are cool, like so Trevor's cool and Alucard's cool and Dracula is like crazy. You kind of you under like he's doing all the wrong things, but you so- sort of sympathize because you know like he's been through some shit. But then, like, the main thrust is that, like, humans in groups are awful, and particularly the church. <laughs> and so every season, <laughs> it's a new group of humans who are, like, just as bad as the bad guys. Right. Um, Which is definitely not a Warren Ellis thing at all. Oh, seeing. no, absolutely. No. <laughs> the church? Bad? <laughs> like, are you kidding? Um, I like the dialogue particularly, because yeah. it's very... Um, well, and the, the intro to uh, Belmont, to Trevor Belmont... They spend like three minutes with two rando villagers talking about like a guy having sex with his goat. Yeah. What? Before what you fuck? get to before you get to Belmont, like you yeah. know you see Belmont in the corner, right. And you know he's the hero, but you're spending this time with these rando villagers talking about and goat this, fucking. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and I that was do. very, it was a very table setting. I'm like, oh, okay, I get what this show is now because you're doing this, even though it's in episode two and episode one was just preamble yeah um it and, gets uh, yeah i mean the first season like i i really do believe it was almost like a proof of concept <laughs> um and then then they were like okay this seems to work we'll give you more episodes to play with so they can kind right. of have longer arcs so it's right. like season one and two is one arc and then mm-hmm. season three and they just got picked up for four it's very clear at the end of season three that that's like half a story like they're kind oh, okay. of doing two season you know arcs and um i like i mean i like it i like the violence like it's very violent oh yeah it's real <laughs> violent like it's uh like i was trying to i was trying to get like what level of violence it's it's at and it kind of reminds me the only one the only anime that or animated show that i've watched recently that was this violent in kind of like a way that it actually feels violent not like not like cartoony violent right. like it's like oh this is gross yeah is like um uh Oh, what's that thing called with the with the monsters and they're uh, so I'm blanking now. Uh, like there are a lot uh, of monsters. I can I can picture it. Uh, it's not parasite. No. Uh, they're uh, fighting, and they're like they're giant. Oh, um, uh, Attack on Titan. Attack on Titan. Yeah. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Which I love. Yeah, it kind of feels like <laughs> that level of violence. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's except scary. that Attack on Titan, you keep losing heroes like at a at an astonishing rate. Where I'm like, oh, these are all main characters and they're all dead. Yeah. Attack on uh, Titan is just heartbreaking. Over and it just yeah. goes on and on and on. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Dustin, what are your thoughts on Attack on Titan? <laughs> I have no idea what you guys are talking about, but that's okay because I I've been dominating half the podcast. So you guys talk amongst yourselves. Have you? 
I feel like that. I, know. I, I, I think I, I like his optimism that we're only halfway through the podcast. <laughs> <sighs> I'm really enjoying Stella Pinot Grigio. Fair enough. <laughs> anyway, um, yeah. So I'm going to keep watching Castlevania, but it was very. Uh, I don't know. I'm I'm hoping that it starts to move a little more. It does. I, like I okay. think you have to get through the first season because it's which again is four episodes. Yeah, yeah. Um so it's not that much. And I also there's a scene, I think it's in the last episode of the first season, so episode 4. <laughs> but it's <laughs> it's like the one real homage to the video game that they do where okay. it's like an action sequence that's very much platforming. And that one's kind of, that one's kind of cool cuz most of the time it's just like you're watching it and you're like this is barely the video game. This is just right, a right. Ellis joint. And then they do yeah. this one like action sequence and you're like, "Oh no, that's totally that's the video game." Okay, cool. Oh, okay. Like they check that off and then <laughs> Yeah, and they're like, "All right, now back to now back what to, we want to do." Yeah, goat fucking and and heads on spikes. <laughs> so, um I love it. Uh all right, well I'll keep watching that. Castlevania, if you haven't seen it, it's on Netflix and you have ample time to watch now. And there's a People fourth keep season coming. I'm, so, yeah. out of curiosity, yes. Dan, just out of curiosity, how much TV do you say you're watching a day right now? Um, I'm actually not watching any more than I normally would. I, I feel like nobody really is. But uh, streaming rates are up. I mean, in terms of like the the number of uh, even even uh, linear TV, it's up maybe about ten percent. Oh, okay, so 10%, but like that's overnight? like 15 more minutes of TV on average. Oh, no, no, I mean like I mean like episode ratings are up about 10%. Oh. So it's like, oh. you know, a nine, like what would get 9 million overnight is getting 10 million overnight. Okay, so, but, but I, I don't feel like there's a lot more time of the day suddenly. Right. Well, but that's also, you normally work from home... But are alone, I right? So you are children. you are tangibly losing time. <laughs> yeah, yeah, because <laughs> you're it. now teaching your children how to mm-hmm. add, um, <laughs> or apparently learning yourself how learning to how to mm-hmm. add from your children. Right. Uh, most people are, you know, they're they're the time that they're not spending commuting to work or whatever. If they're home, that is a shift. Right. Um, um, and actually, I mean, and for, I think. Tori and I, both of us, we work from home anyway, so right. uh, so we're not, um, like, we have the same amount of hours available to us that we would otherwise. Right. Yeah. I mean, I actually, I, th- I feel like I watch TV less, because I'm just sort of like, I need to, I, I just, I'm reading more. <laughs> like, <laughs> it's like I need a whole other level of escape. <laughs> right. Um, uh, which is which is real helpful for a TV podcast, but you know that's okay. I read I comics. Just... Oftentimes, <laughs> they get turned into shows. <laughs> oh, Lock and like got, got need... season two. Yeah. Oh, good. I'm yeah. Still... Oh, I watched one of one of those episodes. It was all right. I I feel like <laughs> I forgot they just announced that it's a good time for a summer TV schedule, and we're on a we're on a schedule where the TV shows are darker. Like, The Plot Against America is a show that I cannot bring myself to watch right now. Right. right. Even though that is the show... I love the book, and that it's exactly the kind of show that I would normally watch right now. And just... Right. But I don't think anybody is watching it. Yeah. 
Uh, yeah, I haven't seen it yet. I, I will at some point. Um, I don't know any, yeah, no one's really. But if you I'm... want summer fare, if you want light, have I got the show for you. Here we go. Uh, it's called Vagrant Queen. It's on Sci-Fi. It just premiered uh, last week, yes. last Friday, and it's real silly. It's based on a comic, so of course, uh, Tori, do you know the comic? I don't know. Um, I'd heard of it. I haven't read it. Okay. Um, it's ba- it's a sci-fi show, uh, and like it's a kind of like sci- sci-fi where everything's bright and neon and uh, kind of a little bit cheesy, but that's okay. Uh, and it's a, a queen who is, uh, or a, this woman, young woman who like had to escape her family was killed. She's like royalty. So she's the queen of this, uh, deposed kingdom and people are chasing her down and she's basically on the run kind of, she's kind of become a smuggler after she escaped. Uh, and basically that's it. And it's just them and they, there's action and, uh, a lot of, one-liners and it's it's a show that's like if han solo was princess leia and oh, the show was produced yeah. by Rainey and tappert it's not but it's got a real <laughs> hercules xena vibe mm-hmm, mm-hmm. um i don't know why they're not the producers honestly <laughs> um but yeah it's it's a lot of fun also they're swearing and like yeah i mean like it's it's cheesy, but it is fun. Yeah. They're definitely, like, it's one of the shows where you can tell their goal is for it to be entertaining, and yeah, anything beyond that is a bonus. Right. Um, but it's, you know, yeah, there's silly gunfights. There's a, uh, if any of you, if you watch Schitt's Creek, um, the guy who played Mutt uh, is, is one of the leads. He's, like, kind of the male lead. Um. Dustin, you watched Shit's Creek, right? Because you, you said you were going to over the holidays. <laughs> yeah, I don't. <laughs> was that his New Year's resolution? It was. That was yeah. I believe that was his New Year's resolution. I'm going to um, do it that way all the know, time I have things, now. Things get busy. Anyway, um, Shit's Creek is great. but uh, I yeah, love And it's just Priscilla. a silly show. Um, and, yeah, I don't, I don't know. I'm curious to see where it goes. Um just because it seems fun and a nice uh, a nice distraction. Very distracting. Yeah. <laughs> also, I feel like I should be drinking during it. It's not... Some of the dialogue is a little, like, in the action. I don't know. I, yeah, like, I'm curious where it goes, because I, I also mm-hmm. like that it, it, to me, it has this very strong, like, 90s Rainy Tappert vibe, except that right. there's, like, people getting their arms chopped off and, like, lots of swearing and, like... Right. And I'm just, I like the, or like sometimes it even feels like it's trying to be, was it Farscape? Oh, it does feel a little but, like Farscape. Yeah. But like the, uh, but like not a Henson joy. Right, right. <laughs> like, but yeah, it's, it's, it's a, a really interesting mashup of a lot of like kind of old school space touchstones. Yeah. But f- geared toward adults on a very low budget. <laughs> um so it's great <laughs> yeah there you go tv tv tv, TV shows escape escape from i want to know Tori, what do you think about De- what you thought about this week's deb's episode 
Oh, God. Um, look, I love this show. No, um, I did until this week. Until the, So, wait, what did you not like about it? And I'll tell you why you're wrong. <laughs> I'm kidding. No, no, I, I liked the show when it was progressing as, like, uh, I don't really care about the determinism stuff, and that was all this episode seemed to be about. Although it was funny that determinism then came up again in Westworld. Yeah, Westworld and devs are sort of dovetailing in some interesting ways at the moment. Yeah, that is kind Um, of... What I liked about... So this week's episode, I liked some of the stylistic stuff, where especially like that scene where Alison Pill is coming. So there's a lot of flashbacks. And most of the episode seems to be... Um, if I'm remembering this correctly, it's all Allison Pill watching mm-hmm. the computer. Right. And so you're getting flashbacks or everything that you're seeing is actually her seeing the predictions coming from the computer. Right. Which I think goes into what we were talking about with the first couple episodes, which is like there was that one sequence where you're like, oh, I think that's the computer doing that montage because there are scenes that haven't happened yet. Mm-hmm. So... Um, I think this episode was almost like a whole version of that, except with a POV, because it's her watching. And so there's this this um, scene where it's a flashback to how she met uh, Forrest, who's the Nick mm-hmm. Offerman character. Mm-hmm. And he comes, she, she like storms out of this lecture in a huff, and he comes following her. But you see all these versions of her emerging from the building and kind of standing on the steps. And one of them drops her bag or another one pauses and stares into the distance and all this stuff. And, and so the, the show is very consciously kind of trying to complicate. Uh, it, it seemed very straightforward in the beginning that, like, you know, Forrest rejects the multiverse. He's only concerned with determinism. And this episode was the thing calling that into question where it's like he has a reason for that and that's that he blames himself for his his daughter and his wife's death. And right. so he desperately needs the determ- the everything is is decided. None of us really have free will. He he needs this experiment to prove that so that he alleviates his own guilt. Um and Allison Pill kind of, you start realizing that she doesn't quite buy into that. Mm-hmm. So she's using that, I think, Everett um, program or, you know, theory or whatever. The thing that got the younger programmer fired last week. Right. Uh, she's using that because she actually, because it gives her a crisper image. Right. It, it provides an actual uh, picture. Like what looks like a perfect uh, prediction versus... Right. Um, versus kind of like the, the noise of, of the normal prediction. Right. And, and you know, Forrest's perspective is like, well, that might not be ours. And I think she's kind of of the opinion of like, actually, it literally is ours. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, no, it's really not that different. So um, that's what she's using to watch everything. And I think that she became much more interesting this week because of that. You start realizing that it's not that she is for a subordinate she's she kind of at one point calls herself like the lawyer for the defense i think right um she's making these arguments but she's the one who has to kind of poke holes and and figure out if this is true and then the last scene um 
which is most of the episode, Lily is in the asylum, Mm -hmm. in the mental hospital. Um, Jamie gets tortured by Kenton, and then he he is let go, and he decides he's still going to help out Lily. So he breaks into the hospital and helps her escape. And again, this is like a something that the computer is showing uh, Allison Pill, and she mm-hmm. she smiles at the end. And so I can't tell. I'm like, is she is she actually rooting for Lily through all of this? Like, you know, do, mm. I, I'm I'm curious about her motivations and if she act how closely she believes Forrest or not. So I do think that a lot of those maybe more philosophical questions could be a bit more frustrating, but I think that the what I appreciated about this week's episode was the way that in exploring them or complicating them, um, it actually made her character more interesting because before she just sort of was always standing next to Nick Offerman. <laughs> right, right. So I don't know. I'm still I'm still super on board. The way you explain the episode, now I'm more interested in the episode than I am. Now now that you say that, yeah, that sounds pretty fascinating. Yeah. Um, But I do, I think that the fact that now it's not just... Because I I did think they rejected the multiverse question really easily early on. And I Mm -hmm. like that it's now, it's coming back more into play or, or rather... The, the need for it to be about determinism right. being rooted in such an emotional reason is interesting to me. Like right. this is not just some cold analytic, like, you know, this is my philosophy. This is like, no, he's trying to absolve himself and it might not be that simple, but that's what's driving him. And that doesn't mean that the reality that's unfolding is going to follow his plan. Right. So that that car accident scene though was Oh man, that was hard. That was hard. Yeah. And it took me a second to realize cuz it's Nick Offerman walking down the street and behind him or around him it's similar to the the college step scene. It's the same two cars nearly missing. It's all of the different realities, the different right, ways right. that moment in time could have played out. And he was, you know, in the worst timeline, as community right. would say. Um, but, oh, that was, that was just rough. And Offerman played it off perfectly. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Offerman is actually getting a chance to act. I yeah. Mean, not that a- as opposed to I mean, he act- not acting. Well, in Sparks and Rec, it was kind of like, that was Nick Offerman. <laughs> was it? I don't I, I, I mean, I, he was Ron Swanson. He's very different. He's very, yeah. He's not that different. I've seen, you know, I, I, I've listened to him on a lot of podcasts, and I watch... I mean, for example, Nick Offerman has a beard, and Ron Swanson only a mustache. <laughs> that's true. So that's one thing, you know. I think Ron Swanson eats more bacon. In fact, yeah. all of the bacon. Sure, sure, sure. <laughs> But, you there's know, a lot of nuance there. There's some, you're, there's some, you're, you're making assumptions about uh, Nick Offerman, the person, <laughs> that, uh, you know, I don't know if that's fair. I don't know if that's fair to, to, to you know, Nick, is what I'm saying. My close personal friend, Nick Offerman, who I've definitely never met before. So, <laughs> um, That's interesting, Tori, that you, that you said that, because I was, 
I spent a lot of, I mean, I think I came around to, to kind of that view by the end. Um, but there, there was definitely a, a segment of the episode where, because it was clear that this was uh, Alison Pill watching these events, it made me wonder if it was accurate. Because I was like, okay, if all of this is coming from the machine, are we actually seeing, are we seeing, I guess I had kind of uh, uh, Nick Hoffman's question rattling in my head where I was like, are we seeing the version or are we seeing a version? Right. Um, and, and I think that's a question, yeah. And it seemed like, at least the way they played it, especially with those kind of like multiverse options, that we're seeing the version that actually happened with with these characters. Um, but, uh, but yeah, I don't know. There, there were definitely moments where I was like, I, I get that I'm, I'm, I'm going to give them the benefit of the doubt that this is what happened. But if they say this isn't actually what happened, then I'd be like, okay, well they did, you know, warn me. Yeah. And that could be one of those, you know, twist, (laughs) screw you guys moments in like the next couple episodes. I think there's the other thing that happens is, you know, and this is where my question about whether this is a version or the version. um, The reason I'm so hooked on Alison Pill's smile at the end of the episode, her reaction to Lily escaping is because I think there was a scene in the last episode where you see Lily like crawling on the ground. Right. And it becomes, it's like, sort of essentially predicted she's going to die. Right. And I think she said that in, in dialogue. In dialogue. Like, yeah, it's yeah. not, it's like you see the image and it's said like she's going to die. So there, there's all this scrambling going on. And I'm wondering why Pill would be invested in her. Mm-hmm. Or either Lily's going to do something major before she dies or her death isn't actually determined. Right. And so that's where I'm like, I'm less concerned with with whether these events that we're seeing are are real or not. I I kind of like the fact that we genuinely don't know. Mm-hmm. But what it it really makes me pay more attention to the people who are watching them and what they're getting out of it and the choices they're making based on it. And in particular, Allison Pill, because we know we now this episode has shown us what what forest we you know basically know what we need to know about forest um we right. know how he's forest go. forest um but now she now she's the wild card <laughs> so okay we get it though. all <laughs> right no, no, Tori's just so good <laughs> oh my god um huh so but as you mentioned, yeah, I mean, this kind of is a weird dovetail to what's going on in Westworld, which is also right. all about determinism and computers that predict uh, what is going to happen in people's lives. Right. Oh, man. Uh, which, uh, which leads me to a question, um, which is not about determinism, but Westworld. So we went there. We, we're, uh, look at us talking about TV. <laughs> look, at, look at that. We made it. We did it. Um, uh so, Tori, I want to ask you your opinion oh, God. of, in the last episode, which was last night, mm-hmm. uh, episode three of this third season. How is it only um, the third episode of the season? Right. <laughs> and it's almost halfway, because I think it's an eight-episode season, if I'm not mistaken. We are going to be able to mark the some... pandemic by uh, Westworld episodes. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> uh, 
Uh, but my question was, so so this episode, they spent a lot of time, the, the central character, or one of the central characters was um, uh, Charlotte, yes. or the, the uh, host, ver- host version of Charlotte. <laughs> um, but they have not revealed who is actually inside of Charlotte. <laughs> right. Before, and, before Tori starts on this, I just want to say mm-hmm. that watching it, I watched it. And then I read Tori's recap. I had no idea, like, anybody gave a shit until I read Tori's recap. Oh, people actually care who Charlotte actually is. The, the question never entered my mind because I'm just, like, I don't care about what's going on. Right well, well, well so that's my, that's, that actually, that actually kind of tees up my question because I found it hard to, I found it hard to care about her, uh, the, the host struggle within right. Charlotte because I don't know which host it is. I, I so, totally so, agree. So bearing the mystery makes me, like, I get, like, oh, yeah, she's emotional and having, you know, rightfully probably having going through a mental breakdown because her face is not her own or his own, whoever the host is. Um, right, and that would be a lot but, more grounded if you knew. Right, so I'm not on this journey because they're making it a mystery. Yeah. Um, I think that so, there's a couple yeah. things going on. So one of the reasons why I was like, how is this only the third episode because like when it started and by the time I cottoned on to the fact that when it they started were in going 2012 right <laughs> by the time I realized they were not going to tell us who Charlotte was that the mystery mm-hmm. of these pearls was going to continue I got so angry I was like we're already like like how can the season be this deep in and they're still dragging this shit out and then I was like oh my God, it's only the third episode. Like, I feel like <laughs> this season has been on for months and it's week three. So I need to cool my engines. Um, there not being any, like, I have a feeling we'll probably get some answers next week. I don't know. Uh, I do think that you're absolutely right. It's a lot harder to care because, and because they're not doing the timeline, like they've, they're trying to be less complicated in terms of right. it. You know, there's still the possibility that we're seeing things slightly disjointed. Like they do play yeah. around, but it's not multiple timelines that are being mixed, and you don't know. Right. Um, well, that we uh, think. Well, I mean, there's definitely we... some jumping around, but I think that like so in place of that, they're using the who's who, <laughs> this sort of like right. weird egg game. Right. That's of the mystery. This bodies. Year. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And they're dragging it out, and it does make it a lot harder. Uh, to care. I had a quick question. Mm-hmm. Uh, I read Toy's recap, and um, <laughs> thank you. <laughs> no, no, I was just like <laughs> I was reading along, and you were like, uh, "Is Charlotte?" You basically, it you decided it was either Teddy or William. But right. when you got and to William, a... and it's been so long since the second season, and the second season I lost interest in, even though I watched, it, I was like, "Wait." William was a host? And no. then I was, like, angry over... What, he's not a host? So, he's a human. But, um, but he... in the end credit scene, you see him going through a fidelity test. So, you know, at yeah. some point in the future, he does become a host. Yeah. Oh, and Delos' right. whole thing was being able to take... The, the whole... The actual oh, experiment of Delos... That. Oh, yeah. ...was that they were trying to recreate human consciousness in a host body. Uh-huh. Right. And that was, at least at a certain point, the original, like, Papadelos, like, you know, that 
they couldn't get it to be a perfect copy. Right. So that's a question. We don't quite know if they've they've perfected the system of getting of of copying a human consciousness and being able to implant it out of a program into another body. Like there's mm-hmm. a disconnect between the programming of a consciousness and a physicality. Completely Um, forgot that. So yeah, so that's what Delos is supposed to be doing. Um, But we also know that they they definitely can copy uh, human consciousness. You know, there was the the weird sort of Robert Ford phantom that was haunting Bernard last season. Um, He kept seeing Robert Ford, and Ford was dead, but it was he. Right. Kind of, he was the ghost in the machine. He had left a copy of himself that was like right. A he was virus. still kind of making him do stuff, and right? Um, kind of be and a bad guy. There's a version of uh, of Logan Ben Barnes who who was the librarian um, in, and now I'm blank. I think I'm in the Forge. Uh, yeah. Yes. Yes. Not the cradle. I think. Right, so, <laughs> so, I think I so, so that's why I'm like, there's no way they're gonna bring back like Teddy, and now Teddy's definitely on the table. I think and he's on the table. I still think he's in host heaven. I feel like they kind of made that pretty obvious, but it really comes down to who Dolores pulled. Right. I mean, for all we know, it could be Clementine. Um, but actually, so can I share with you? So after I wrote the article, um, my friend sent me a Reddit post that is now my absolute favorite theory on who Charlotte is. Okay. Okay. It's basically, uh, the theory goes that Charlotte is secretly, um, (laughs) Dolores's horse. (laughs) What? Okay, but it it's a joke, but it also, a lot of it does kind of work out. So um, a couple of the points that they cite, um, as soon as Charlotte is brought online, Dolores says, you are a creature of beauty and power. It's a well-known fact that horses are indeed creatures of beauty and power. Mm-hmm. <laughs> or another point, um, it instantly kisses Charlotte's boyfriend, Michael Ely, uh, because it is eager to try human sex, because it's a horse. Mm -hmm. Uh. Um, and I think my favorite is Charlotte looks at her hands a bit surprised because of course it's used to having hooves (laughs) so I'm just why does she cut herself um horses don't know how to walk on two legs Mm -hmm. and use there you go no no. and so I think the, the the cutting itself bit is why I'm leaning more toward it being William because we saw him do that last season um, and it was him trying oh, to see right. if he was real he could cut right. into his arm because the hosts have that port right. that the texts would log into so after he killed his daughter he started like he cut open his arm because it was sort of like if he was a if he was a host then he would know he was programmed and wasn't responsible for his actions. Right. He could he could forgive himself. He could forgive basically. himself because he was, you know, programmed to do that. But, of course, he doesn't have a port because he was human at that point. Right. Um, and there's also all that kind of, we know he's not showing up for the Delos board meetings, but Charlotte kind of says at that meeting that she has 
I think his approval or something. Cause it's like, there's right. a, it, I, it seemed like he was the, I'm assuming that he was the proxy vote that was represented right. by the AI. And they yeah. still don't say that, but it's like, who right. else would it be? Right. So they're, <laughs> yeah, like it's all being kept really very lost the... deliberately obtuse. It could be so Teddy. Like... I'm, it could be anyone, <laughs> but then it's still like, you know, they're building up who Charlotte is, but it's like, we still don't know who the guy that she just killed Right, the security The security guard. chief for Insight. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. There's still a couple of other pearls. Right. And we don't know who, if she's implanted them, who she's implanted them. Um, right. Another theory that's going around is that um, Dolores is actually Wyatt and that Charlotte is like OG Dolores. So like, remember how huh. Dolores had that like killer personality? Um, okay, so... so, so... So there's a so that would mean that like the kind of like the innocent Dolores is right. Innocent is Dolores from... is Charlotte, and uh-huh. Wyatt Dolores is in Dolores right now. Huh. Yeah. Which I my only problem with that is it would require people to remember Wyatt. Right. Which I think people really are into because they want Wyatt to have mattered. <laughs> Whereas I'm yeah, like, then... can we please never bring Wyatt up again? Because that was some right. bullshit. But Wyatt was, was Dolores, I don't know. It was sort of Dolores. It was like a, a, I I, think Robert programmed her. Right. But then, but then that wouldn't, mm, I need like a fucking map. I feel like that would, huh, I don't know. Um, I don't know. We've never seen, we've never seen two versions of one host. Right, even though this is kind of like considering it like a split personality, but this would be a split personality. This would to pull this off, she would have had to have been able to separate the two personalities into separate CPUs. Right. Um, that feels like. I mean, look, I'm sure they could do it and they could hand wave it away, but that feels that feels a little too. Uh, that feels like a little too clever. Like we're like like, like yeah. we're trying to find the best answer and maybe that would be a better answer than whatever they have but god no but i think the other problem is <laughs> you know a lot of this has to so remember dolores uh shut down or the, the cradle no longer exists so it's, that's the whole thing where it's like they can't recreate hosts if a host dies they're done right um all they have are the essentially the pearls that she took out are the only hosts that exist anymore Right. The rest of them all went into that like host heaven, and they can't be right. put the 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 tech, the machinery do, no longer exists to to take a personality and build a pearl out of it and put it into a body anymore. Mm-hmm. So she would have had to have used that technology to create that Wyatt pearl or Dolores pearl before she left. Right. And I think that's like, I don't just logistically, I don't think she had the time in between <laughs> killing everyone and blowing shit up. Right. Um, although she certainly did a lot of other things because she sent all of the data encrypted off world and she clearly was able to find and steal five pearls. So maybe one of them, wa- you know. Okay. When she sent the data off though, was that uh, Dolores Charlotte or was that? Charlotte, Charlotte. Uh, it would have been Dolores. 
Oh, really? I believe so. I think it was... Even though even though it was Charlotte who, in real that. life, had... I mean, the real Charlotte had that was supposed to do that. She was supposed to do that, but remember, um, it was Dolores that... So, she sent the data... When you say remember, I would just say no. Okay, no. Okay, I mean, I don't either. <laughs> well, so there's two things. Uh, Dolores was the one... So, we know that the host, the host heaven, the sublime, mm-hmm. was also transmitted. Right. And it was Dolores deciding to do that, because at one point, she was just going to actually destroy that program. Oh, right. And then she she changed her mind. So... I think that she transmitted both because um, she needed... So she she is the only one who knows the location and the encryption data. Right now, the show is only interested in that package of um, guest like the information. the user data. The user right, data right. That, right. that Charlotte was sent there to go for. So I think the implication is, oh, I guess Dolores did that. Right. Um, but we knew she was the one behind transmitting the sublime so that's why i'm kind of like i think it's i think she did both mm-hmm. but i could be wrong <laughs> <laughs> it's not been made very clear guys <laughs> right um but on the other side of it uh aaron paul doing good aaron paul things and humans are sad and just as uh, controlled as robots apparently yeah well, humans and robots are totally the same it's taken them yeah three seasons to drive that point home. So which, which I'm kind of like, what's the point of the show? Uh, yeah, having it turns out. A lot of trouble explaining what, what is the point of the show? <laughs> the point is that you're on a loop, Dustin, just I like a robot. Like... You, think, you think you have free will, but you don't, <laughs> which is why you're teaching math in a way that you don't understand. Because you know who would understand been... Yule. Oh, that's <laughs> oh. a segue. How how dare you, Dustin? Um, <laughs> Am I being right, racist again? Survivor. No, just I'm <laughs> bummed out because. So we're talking about Survivor. Uh, my my choice, my pick to win Yule, Quan uh, was viciously voted out by his tribe. Um, look, it wasn't even his fault. I mean. Uh, yeah. He wasn't the one who screwed up the puzzle, you know, but... Um, they don't care whose fault it is, right? Uh, that's true. It's like... Uh, uh, I did have a question. Sure. Oh, good. No, no, no. It just feels like, um, like, right now in Survivor, it's like all of the shitty players are ganging up on the good players. Mm-hmm. And it's frustrating. So it's just like every other season of Survivor? Every other season <laughs> for the, maybe the last seven or eight seasons. It used to not be that way. <laughs> but at some point... Only the last seven or eight seasons. At some point there was an evolution where like the shitty players ganged up. Well, seven or eight seasons is only like three or four years in Survivor time. Right. Because right. the show's been... But it's like they learned... They learned how to play smarter, basically. Right. right. Now they look for like, oh, that person is likable. People will like her, so we must mo- vote her out right. now. Right. But that, I mean, I mean, it's. I understand that from a. It's disappointing in that you're losing the people who uh, are like a. You probably like watching, right. and b are um, are better at the game, or better at you know some aspects of the game than others. But that's kind of a. I don't know that. 
that just means that being better at the game means something different, right? It kind of yeah. means you have to... It, it, it does mean that a skill... That there's a skill in being able to hide long enough and not seem threatening long enough oh, wait, before you here's something make your move. that you would find interesting, Dan, and you might not know this. And um, so okay. you know Nick, who is like the second worst player in the game. Uh, sure. I mean, I know who Nick is. <laughs> okay, yeah. he's the he's the goofy southern guy who yes. was in love with poverty and yeah. Best I can recall, you know how he won. I do not know how he won. He went to the finals with one other guy, Mike White. Do you know who Mike White is? <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. The uh, screenwriter, right. director. And I think yeah. everybody voted for Nick because we're like, Mike White's got all the money he needs because he's a screenwriter, so we're going to give it to the uh, Tennessee Hick lawyer. Uh-huh. So that's how he ended up uh, on the show, basically. Because So it's good of him to... Uh... To go up against a, a rich guy. Exactly. <laughs> and Mike White, who went on the amazing race with his father. Mike White loves reality television, by the way. <laughs> I love Mike White. It seems like he's doing more of that than like. Writing. Sure, you know, sure. But Mike writing. White is amazing for that. Uh, Mike White will always be remembered by me as the. Uh, Nerdy friend in School of Rock. Yes. Um, Didn't Mike write? Even though you know Mike? he's a really good writer, and he wrote School of Rock, right? Yeah, but he's also in School of Rock oh, okay, as okay. the. As, is, is he Jack Black's brother or friend? Is he just his friend? I, I, don't, I, don't, I thought he was I, a guidance counselor. I might be mixing it up with something. No, else. it's so he. I think oh, Jack Black like, lives with them, and yeah. then Sarah Silverman is his girlfriend or wife, and is really annoyed at Jack Black the whole time. Right. Um, there have been like yeah, four screenwriters anyway. on Survivor. It's a very odd. Uh, that's because screenwriters have a lot of time. <laughs> Apparently, a lot of free time. <laughs> yeah. Um, Our friend Seth, uh, uh, you know Seth, uh, the producer Seth. Producer Seth. Yeah. Uh, what's it? I don't know him by that name. No, no. Uh, you can reach him if you have problems, complaints, or anything. Uh, else you can reach him on Twitter. Uh, it's at uh, lovespackle at twitter.com. And would that be L-U-V-S-P-A-C-K-L-E? Uh-huh. That's right. It's a, yeah. uh, I mean, I don't want to be crass, but it sounds like semen. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I don't want to be crass, but I'm pretty sure that was like not even That's his, your interpretation. That, that wasn't even his first choice. I mean, the really sad thing is he got stuck with Love Spackle because his... his other choices were, were already taken. True. Anyway, Seth yeah. tells me, and I don't know how <laughs> Seth knows any more than anybody else does, but he says that Survivor actually has a, you know, a, a fairly difficult time casting people every year. And that may be why they end up with a lot of screenwriters. They like go for screenwriters and they end up having to settle for like uh, screenwriters and models and LA people instead of like middle American people, which is what they really want. Dude, I'm I right could kind of see that. Yeah. Why don't they just but, come to me? I don't know, but <laughs> you, they do push pretty hard on the casting calls, so it suggests that it is not as easy as one would think. Right. Well, they've also. I would assume that you, you have to you have to pass some minimum of like physical, 
you know. Sure. So they don't want you to die there, obviously. Right. So. But you also have to or be able maybe. to take how long off from whatever your job or whatever is. Yeah, like, like right. 60 days How least. many people... Yeah, like, who, nobody has that amount of vacation time to be like, I'm fucking right. off to an island to maybe win right. money, but probably want not. Yeah, there are... And then you have to be interesting enough on camera. Right. Yeah. So. And not too hairy or ugly. <laughs> well, that's... Mm, there's plenty of hairy and ugly people. But they have like to be really likable to be hairy and ugly. Like Rupert. Yeah. Oh, Yeah. Oh, yeah. You know Rupert? Yeah. Mm. Those early days. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Rupert's oh, amazing. I don't know anything about Rupert's Rupert. Rupert's amazing. He was like one of the best players ever. <laughs> uh, anyway. Anyway, Yule, Yule was ousted. Um, it was very sad. Uh, it was it was Nick's fault. Nick uh, Nick screwed up the puzzle. Yeah, Nick. Again. Piece of shit. So why didn't Although, Nick get voted out? Uh, because he's not strong enough to be voted yeah, out. Yeah, nobody cares um, about him. Oh, although this, that, that reminds me of the question that I had, Dustin, was um, there was one segment where they taught, Yule was negotiating for, like as part of his uh, attempt to stay on, he was negotiating for a fire token. Yeah, he was yeah. trying to say, like, let's vote out so-and-so, and then we'll get there, we'll split their fire tokens. Um, did that seem like, uh, since you've, you know, I mean, I know fire tokens are new this season, but that felt like an overreach. Like that felt like oh, yeah, yeah. all of a sudden he was doing too much. Yeah, I felt like Yule was a goner from the beginning, and then they did a lot of yeah. editing to suggest that there was like, you know, a possibility that somebody else would be going out. But really, that I mean, right. when he had that conversation, she it was with Michelle, I think, and Michelle. Yeah, it was Michelle. Just talking to you all like, oh, sure. Like, the, the wink, sure. We'll think yeah. about that. Yeah. Yeah. Yule was a guy. Uh, oh, that also reminds me, the other the other thing that actually bigger than Yule, well, not bigger than Yule getting voted out because that's travesty, but um, after, at Tribal Council, after he was voted out, there's a moment where Wendell, like, kind of exhales and he's like, thanks, you guys. And... Uh, Michelle like kind of teases him in like a flirty way that made me think now, now Michelle and Wendell are the two that dated supposedly right. supposedly not very long but who knows but uh, they seem like they've been building up their uh, that they're you know contentious for the last few weeks but in that moment it kind of seemed like they're way closer than uh, than they've been than yeah, they've yeah. been making it seem so like that they've been playing up that they themselves have been playing up that, oh, we don't like each other because we dated and it didn't end well. Right. Um, but they might actually be working together. And as somebody who, who's seen a lot of it, I also had that same thought, is that, like, mm-hmm. we're not seeing it, but the two are totally in cahoots and playing yeah. up this sort of, like, relationship, like, this friction that doesn't actually exist yeah. in order to, like, advance themselves. Yeah. Which, if if it's true, it would make them much smarter players than I give them credit for. Yeah. Um, I don't know. Anyway, Survivor's still great and feels escapist uh, to it me. Does. So I've been I've been enjoying it. We uh, let uh, our eight year old daughters stay up until nine o'clock on Wednesdays now to watch Survivor because it's like homeschool. So whatever. <laughs> <laughs> 
I thought you were going to say there's lessons to be learned in, I don't know, <laughs> well, social, uh, social engineering. Sure, yes, yes. I mean, they still have to get the addition lessons. Yeah. Does, uh, do either of you watch Top Chef? Yeah. Oh, you do? Oh, yeah. Top Chef is the one, uh, that's actually the one show that I've, one reality show I've watched. I think I've seen every season. Uh, oh well, there might we, be a couple early ones that I've missed, but we had quit for maybe seven or eight seasons. But with all this going on, we decided to jump back in uh, last yeah. week. Uh, so we're uh, watching the season together. They're also doing an all-star season. Yes, um, it's not all winners, but it's all uh, returnees and a lot of people who like came in second or third, that kind of thing. Right, and I haven't seen it since I don't know. It's season seventeen, so I probably haven't seen it since season ten. But I know like uh, roughly half the people on there. Uh, okay, yeah. Um, it's a this group, at least on Top Chef. This group is kind of like there's no villains, although I guess they haven't really had a villain in a long time. Um, it's so, weird to watch the show now because you're like you can't do any of this stuff anymore. Which is what do you mean? my overriding thought because of social distancing, you can't have restaurants. Oh yeah. And it's a very well, especially the second episode. They're driving all around Los Angeles and going to these great restaurants, <laughs> yeah. including like there was one that's like in my neighborhood that I was like, "Oh, I love that place," and I can't go right now. Can't go there. Um, yeah, and hopefully like, they're that's around. That's the problem with Top Chef is like normally you're frustrated because you don't get to eat the delicious food, right? But now it's also a reminder that you can't go to the restaurants or stand that <laughs> close to people or really do like any of it. And it was frustrating right. enough when I just couldn't eat the food. Right. It's like, oh, look at them shopping yeah. at a grocery store like normal people. Yeah, oh, look how not... stocked those right. shelves are. Like everything <laughs> And this particular episode was like, so they began the episode with like um, in honor of a celebrity chef who just passed away from coronavirus. Well, Jonathan Gold, who was the LA Times critic. Um, well, that was the whole, ep- but that was what the episode revolved around. But before that, they paid... They had like a, a title card that like said to another guy. Oh right, right. Yeah, the, the, who had died from coronavirus. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. So it was very bizarre and very. Yeah. Yeah. We live in a weird time, guys. <laughs> just a really weird time. I just, I just want to eat delicious food. Uh, isn't that what you make with your? Provisions, your yeah, casseroles and such. I feel like I'm I should make a casserole. I'm figuring out how to use frozen vegetables. Why? So we get misfits bought... boxes. Yeah, I live on a mountain, Dustin. <laughs> Nobody's they... bringing me boxes anything. <laughs> Doesn't FedEx come to your house? Yeah, but sometimes... FedEx sometimes brings the, the misfits boxes. I don't know if they do that here. I should look into it. But you get Amazon Prime. Yeah. Then you get Misfits. No, but I like supporting our local market. But I also like not going into the local market at the moment. Sure. <laughs> so I bought a and lot of thing. frozen vegetables, and now that's I don't how we got the fifty pounds of flour. Is like all of these people that used to supply all the food to the restaurants. They're like, we don't have any better to supply to, so they're trying to connect with like people directly with uh, homes. And you're like, yes, I have a use for 50 pounds of love. That's right. So you just need I to... I mean, I assume for the number of King people Arthur. you have, that's like, that's like a week Wait, or two weeks. Question. Yeah. 
does does your wife make um, cinnamon buns? Yes, she made them this weekend. Yes, and they were fantastic. Will she make them again, and will she mail me some? <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> I will ask her. Okay. She makes really right. good cinnamon buns, yeah. I bet. I could really use some cinnamon buns. <laughs> I don't know how to make that. Yeah. Hmm. Hmm. <laughs> she makes right. I'm going to segue to our game. Every Friday, unless, too. Unless we have any other... No, no. Do we have any other TV to discuss, or should I just... Not unless you want to talk about Paula. Paula. About what? Molly makes oh. the best holla, and she made the most incredible holla last Friday. It was like, ah, oh, so good. <gasps> that would be amazing. I don't know that I know... Um, what holla is? Holla bread. No, I mean, I know what holla is, but, like, I don't... I don't think I've had it enough to be able to say, like, oh, this is really good and this is really bad. Sure. You yeah, know when it's good. Sense. It's like I guess really maybe I don't know. Fucking good bread. Okay. But did, how does she have yeast? Do you guys just have yeast? Well, she does also she got, she got breads? 50 pounds of flour, 25 pounds of sugar, and 5 pounds of yeast. 5 pounds of yeast is oh. like 6 years worth of yeast. Even oh. if you bake every day. Because that's the thing. I don't have yeast, so I've been looking up, like, flatbread recipes just to have bread. <laughs> you just got to find the people that supply your restaurants that are shut down. Well, I think there's a way to make, like, Mountain a sourdough dusting. starter. I don't know. I got I to gotta work on it. Um, I also don't have five... Pa- I don't have 50 pounds of <laughs> flour, so I'm trying to be very conservative with it. We'll drive you out 50 pounds of powder. You know, it's just four hours each way. <laughs> it's not like you have to stop for gas or encounter any people on the way. Yeah. I can go um, to the store. What's your game, Dan? <laughs> uh, thank you for asking, Dustin. Um, okay, I'm very excited about this game because uh, earlier... So today is... We're recording this on March 30th. This will air, this will be released to the world on April 1st. On April 6th, uh, we will, we will be uh, blessed with the launch of Quibi, the new short form TV uh, service on, uh, on your phones. And uh, Tori suggested a game that where we, uh, where we try to figure out, where you guys try to figure out whether the show is a real Quibi show because they've just la- they've just listed their kind of like their titles for the first month, or a fake Quibi show. Ah. So our game is Quibi or not Quibi. <laughs> I assume that's right. I actually came up with a title because it was that terrible, and I loved it so much. I assume that Tori has get, gotten all the Quibi emails that I immediately. Delete. Well, she forwarded also, it to I both of us, Dustin. Uh, so. You I, could have cheated. I, just, I gave you all I just the delete clues. those immediately. Like, <laughs> the snowman. Give me whatever. Snowman yes. reference right there. Come on, Mr. Uh, Mr. Policeman. So, <laughs> Dustin, could yes. you stop <laughs> deleting my emails? No, not yours. I the Quibi emails. I get like 10 I emails a day from Quibi. Mm-hmm. Well, he's going to win this, too. It's, that's what's so Probably. frustrating. Also, so, I don't feel like you've done an, uh, a good enough job, Dan, emphasizing how much programming they're coming out with in their first. Seriously. Okay, so so I'm looking at their document. of This is just their April titles. They've right. probably got uh, 
40 shows, maybe? Yeah. Maybe 30, 35 shows, something like that? And granted, these are, you know, 10, 20 minutes a pop yeah. for your phone. I think they're all 10, I think it's 10 minutes an episode I think max. some of I them I read were 20, but I could be wrong. Oh, okay. Yeah, so I, I think longer form, more serious Who is actually going to subscribe next month to Quibi? I signed, I'm, I have pre-signed up for it you because have, you get you three months for free. Yeah, 90 Three months days. for free, 90 days. Really? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. I'm in. But you have to sign up yeah. by... You have to sign up by April, uh, I think, 19 or 20. So, I'm in. Uh, sign I, up for Quibi. I love any use our... website that has a made-up name. <laughs> sign up for Quibi. Use our promo code. There's no promo code. So just put in Podjiba and see what happens. <laughs> but uh, you'll get 90 <laughs> days for free, and it's totally fine. <laughs> and we to- um, yeah, yeah. You see, we, yeah. We did that for you. Uh, You're welcome. All right. <laughs> all right. So, <laughs> They'll uh, mail you some razors. We don't know why. Yeah. So the game is Quibi or not Quibi. Uh, I will read a brief description of the show, and you have to tell me if it's a real Quibi show or something that I made up. So are you guys ready? Yes. All right. Uh, Let's start with this one. This is a show uh, called When the Streetlights Go On. Uh, after the murder of a beautiful young girl rocks a suburban community, the victim's sister and her high school peers must struggle to find a sense of normalcy while coming of age in the midst of the murder investigation. I say it's real. I say it's not. All right. Tori gets it. Uh, it is a real show mm-hmm. for Quibi. Um, murder mystery. You know, that's what people people love those. Um, who's in this? Uh, Mark Duplass is in it. Uh, Tony oh, really? Hale. Queen Latifah. I'm loving yeah. this they show got, already. <laughs> they got so much talent in their shows. It's insane. <laughs> All right. Uh, so it's one to zero, Tori. We'll play it a five, I think should work. Okay. Um, how about this? Okay. Uh, this show is called Chrissy's Court. It's yes, real. it's a show. <laughs> Damn it. All right. That's too easy. Chrissy Teigen's uh, going to be a court judge, you guys, on Quibi. So... Who did you hear first? Are you? Uh, not you're both gonna. Point? I'm gonna give you both the point. No, that's fair. So, oh, okay. Um, so it's two to one, Tory. Equitable uh, of you. Uh, let's see. How about this one? Okay. This show is called Oh Brother. Uh, it's a game slash reality show hybrid, which stars real life brothers Charlie Sheen and Emilio, Emilio Estevez no, as they compete. Fake. God damn it! You're both right. You didn't even let me get to the end. It's hosted by Martin Sheen. Uh, It's a great show, but fake. Um, They're competing in challenges that test both their physical limits and their knowledge of their family history. But, you know, whatever. Wait, Uh, I love that you added the knowledge of the family history. I don't know what their family history is, but, you know. I'm sure Charlie doesn't either. Also, can we just reflect (laughs) on, can we take a moment to reflect on the fact that, like, who would have thought Emilio would come out on top? Seriously, yeah. Like, of that family. Emilio Estevez is a superior brother. Right. Well, he kept the family name. Well, he did. But for a long time, it was like, oh, Charlie made all the ways, and now Charlie's a garbage person. (laughs) <laughs> Alright uh, How about this show uh, It's called You Ain't Got These uh, It is executive produced by Lena Waithe uh, Let's see the, It says This is not a show about sneakers It's about sneaker culture And fitting in And belonging to something bigger than yourself I'm going to say it's true Because I don't think you could make that up Alright I'll say fake 
I'll say. Uh, Dustin gets the point. Nice. <laughs> yes. A real, it is a real show um, on this list. Uh, okay. This is just the Tory gave too much credit to you, Dan. <laughs> <laughs> no, I actually thought uh, it was real, but then you said real, and I was like, okay, I'm just going to, I'll just go the other yeah. way. She's just giving you a chance, you know. Sure. Yeah. All right. All right. How about this, uh, this game show hosted by Triumph the Insult Comic, comic Dog? Uh, it's called It's a Snap, and it's based on the best-selling series of Snaps books from the 90s. This reality competition series pits two people in an insult battle for cash and prizes. True. I like it, Dan, but I'm saying it's fake. That's a good one. It is fake. Damn. Uh, <laughs> that is great, though. Uh, that one, I'm proud of that one. Yeah, that was that good. I made up that show. All right. Four to three. Dustin could be winning wow. this, um, which is really sad. I know. <laughs> it always is. Sad for all of us. Um, okay, how about this? Uh, this show, it follows an unassuming young rideshare driver who's thrown into her worst nightmare when a mysterious it's true. Hollywood passenger uh, Sounds like her a car. Sounds like a show. I'm uh, going to say right, it's Justin, true also. Uh, well, Tori said it was true. Dustin said it was true. It was true. Um it's called Stranger. It's coming out. It's by Venus Sud, who did The Killing. Oh, uh, I like The Killing for a couple of seasons. So Dustin, uh, Dustin technically won the game. Uh, I said it four. before, Dustin. I know, but I've been giving you both points for for the whole thing. So Ugh, fine. Uh, uh, we can go another. Dustin one. wins, but I do want to. I do want to read this this one. Yeah, other, yeah. This one's one hundred percent fake, but I'm very happy about this one. This is my favorite uh, thing fake ones that I made up so it's called How Do You Do Fellow Kids it's hosted by Steve Buscemi uh, and it features a weekly round table discussion between Buscemi and teens as they tackle topics that affect teens most such as vaping bullying and what to do if your crush discovers your finsta I'm right wow. said true. I think that should yeah. be a real show yeah uh, I think it should be but I think that you know I don't want to take Steve Buscemi away from miracle workers well that's true but this Quibi he can do it in like two days it's fine that's true um, anyway, Dustin's won the game because I did not do a good job of uh, keeping score and decided to give both people points. Yeah, regardless. I see. I see how this so. worked. Dustin cheated by getting the 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 I host care. on his side. No, actually, what happened, Tori, was that you gave him uh, you gave him a, a chance and he took advantage of it. Um, we both uh, we need to stop being so nice to him. I know it's a problem, uh, but anyway, look, Dustin, you won the game. You can. Rant time, you know, rant, ranting, choosing a rant or picking or ranting yourself, you know. Um, the rant thing. Hmm, hmm, I don't think. Does anybody want to rant about the coronavirus? Or I feel like I've exhausted all my uh, ranting. Too real. <laughs> too real. Or did you say too real? Yeah. I'm not ranting. <laughs> <laughs> All right, how about, how about someone says something nice, then, instead of a rant? It's a positive rant. It's a print. Um, <laughs> no? Let's prant. Nobody's got a positive rant. No, I rant. like pranting. Um, I don't have one, though. I, uh, uh, I really sort of applaud the Late Night House right now. For the did dinner. you see that NBC is airing the Seth Meyers home shot stuff tonight? Oh, yeah? Oh, really? Yeah, they're, like, actually airing it. It's not just getting released on YouTube. They're doing That's cool. a really good job of like filling in. They are. 
They are, and I, I also think like Seth Meyers has been killing it. Yes. Um, but also who? the who? Uh, there are other shows like the Big Mouth. Big Mouth did like a table read for charity. Um, mm-hmm. They did Thrilling Adventure Hour. Did a podcast for charity. Like it's. Yep. They're doing a lot of really cool stuff right now. Dan, who is your current favorite late night host? My favorite late night host? Yeah. Currently. Uh, I mean, I guess the one that I watch the most regularly is uh, Seth Meyers, hmm. um, which I wouldn't have expected because I love Stephen Colbert, uh, and I think he's comedically a genius. Um, but... I don't know. Like, I, I still watch his... Like, I watch... I, I pretty much always watch his monologue and uh, Seth Meyers' monologue. Um, Jimmy Fallon, you know, whatever, mm. it's fine. Um, I, Kimmel, I, I've never really watched... I've just never... Like, I don't have anything against Kimmel. I just have never watched him. Um, uh, Conan, I'll kind of check in and out. Um, but I'm curious to see what they do uh, with their home stuff, which I think yeah, is starting this week yeah, because... Because uh, cause when this reminds me of the writers' strike when all the yes. the late night hosts didn't have their writing they could, didn't have a writing staff so they had to kind of just do whatever they wanted yeah. and they got real weird um, and so I kind of the it, it feels like I mean you know, they have their writers but they're all at home but they're they're channeling their creativity in a way that's uh, that's interesting um, yeah but yeah I don't I, I feel like right now um, I definitely watch Seth Meyers the most. Um, and I love Colbert Seth Meyers, but I am a Conan and Kimmel guy. Hmm. I like Conan. Um, I like Conan he's... a lot because he replaced Letterman, and Kimmel Kimmel is the one that's most aligned with Letterman. I'm just I'm really just a Letterman guy, and Kimmel right. is the guy that's most Letterman esque. Ah. See, so I'm a Colbert person through and through, but. Mm-hmm. I do think in this moment, like, I appreciate what Colbert is doing. Like, he's doing much more, like, escapist sort of stuff. The video he did with him, like, trying on his his mother's, his uh, wife's makeup and then pretending <laughs> to be uh, Robert Downey Jr. was amazing. Yeah. But I think that in this moment, Myers is... Yeah, the closer um, look stuff is great. It's mm. been great, but even, like, you know, he did the joke Seth can't tell. He's been doing all that a lot of his segments and they're just so on point. Um, and I do think it's, but what's weird is we don't talk about Trevor Noah. And like, I know he's, I know the daily show is doing a lot of stuff right now, but it's like Seth Meyers in a, a lot of ways has, has taken at least for where we are right now in the news cycle has taken up the position that the daily show used to take. Well, I feel like it's that. And, uh, and John Oliver has taken up that. I mean, it's not daily, but he's kind of. Um, yeah. I I feel like the a lot of the the people who watch John Stewart's Daily Show have followed John Oliver to HBO. Right. Yeah. Um, and it's not that like I check into the Daily Show every once in a while, and it's not bad. Like it's just. Um, and he actually his, he still his... gets some really good interviews. Yeah, it's but really it's... just it's not it's not our it's it's essentially it's not our generation of show. Like, our generation was the, the John Stewart version. But when he does the segments where he's, like, uh, in between the commercials or whatever, those were fantastic. Yeah. And those were, like, some yeah. of the best things on Late Night right now. 
What a weird time. I love uh, Lady I noticed so, that no, none of us mentioned Samantha B because yeah, uh, and she's, she's getting crowded yeah, out. So. No, no, she's getting crowded yeah. out, and she had a no, show in the okay, woods. It's okay, Dustin. You, you have to you have to acknowledge your your shortcomings, and that well, you know that you know. And because it's a completely different format, but Hassan Minaj, his show is wonderful. Like yeah. I really like Patriot Act. Mm-hmm. And I like a lot of the material that they release that's just him answering questions from the audience like in the middle of a taping. Some of that stuff right. is as good, if not better, than the things that actually make it into the episodes. But that's not as timely. It's not like a nightly, right. you know, show or weekly in the term, in the, you know. Right, right. Um, so, I mean, there's a lot of... Really good personalities out there. Yeah, late, and late night TV always does really well in moments like these. Yeah. Um, that also makes me want to watch uh, Decent and Marrow, except that I don't have Showtime. But oh, they're the best. They're on YouTube, they're really good man. Too. I am a little bit. Decent yeah. and Marrow. They just sent me the email. YouTube like, is for uh, YouTube is for uh, Marvel racing, Dustin. Whatever. Wait, <laughs> is it tonight or was it? La- <laughs> it must be tonight. I think they're they're gonna have Fauci on. Yeah, yeah, they just sent me the uh, email. They have uh, the interview with Fauci. Yeah. And like, oh, nice. A month ago, they had Letterman on, and it was like my favorite thing ever. Just amazing. Because mm-hmm. they're like interviewing Letterman, who's like 70, and it's fucking fantastic. Yeah. I know, I'm a little bit, bu- like, I'm really, I'm so happy that they're doing well and they're on Showtime, but I do kind mm-hmm. of miss when they were on Vice, just because yeah. it was like, you know, that was basic cable. Yep. <laughs> I mean, not basic, but it was like, it was in my package. I didn't have to pay yep. extra, and they were great. Yep. <laughs> um, but, yeah, no, they are, they, and I like that they're starting, they get the recognition that they deserve. Like, they are some of the the best. Yeah. Oh, they're so good. And what I also appreciate about them is that you can see the way that they learn and grow through time. Mm-hmm. Like, there are jokes that they made years ago that, like, they know better than making now. Mm-hmm. And they're very open about it. Like, yeah, like, that was not appropriate. <laughs> like, right. <laughs> like, they're... Yeah, and it's not like something they don't, they don't sit there and complain about PC police. It's like no, like you listen to okay. people and you grow and you adapt and you can still be funny, right? Like they're great. Anyway, that was the prant. Um, you know, we've I feel like we've gone long enough. This we've ranted a little bit. You know, we've talked and chatted. Yeah, very hopefully be- this is entertaining. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Oh my god! Dustin, did you finish your, when did you finish your wine? You didn't even tell us. Like forty-five minutes ago, honestly. <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay, that explains it why you're you're sobering up now. Anyway, that's the show. Um, you know, we'll be back next week because we'll probably talk about food. Do. Yeah, we'll do our, I will say. Oh, I did want to yes, say yes, yes, no next week. Um, uh, do you want to play yes, yes, no? Yes. You want to just steal a segment from one of the most successful podcasts? <laughs> that's right. No, but we'll, uh, we'll, it'll be untitled Yes, Yes, No. Oh, that's true. Okay. Uh, if one of you wants to find the tweet 
uh, in which to use for our untitled Yes, Yes, No game, then uh, feel free. Or send it to Lovespackle, at Lovespackle, L-U-V-S-P-A-C-K-L-E, uh, preferably also with uh, Survivor spoilers. But uh, that's the show. We'll be back next week. Um, um, yeah, I don't know. Talk that's all I got. Whatever. Hope We'll talk about whatever. We'll talk about TV. It's fine. Maybe. Sure. Just hanging out. Maybe. Um, yeah. <laughs> we'll talk about movies. Uh, <laughs> oh God, no! We're not talking about movies. It's not a movie podcast. I don't care. More of a podcast. I don't care podcast. what happens in the world. This is. Uh, I will. I would rather be a podcast podcast than than a movie podcast. <laughs> I will tell you that right now. You want to just review episodes of uh, This American Life and uh, and sports? Yes. Uh, with Katie Nolan, I will. I will one hundred percent talk about that all day, guys. If you turn uh, we can into talk a about... sport podcast podcast, I will not be here. <laughs> <laughs> Tori, no, you just have to drink more, you know. Uh, anyway, that's it. Good night. It's time for us to go. Bye. Good night, everybody. Good night.